What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Browns cast game preview, game day analysis of the Cleveland Browns versus the Tennessee Titans, a.k.a. the biggest game of the year for the Cleveland Browns. Two reasons why. One, because it's today's game. And the current game is always most important because you must focus on the now. You must be in the moment. Feel your feet on the ground, be centered, and focus on the task at hand. Number two, that Monday night football game, as we analyzed here on the Browns cast, was atrocious, was so bad and so nasty. It was almost as if the Cleveland Browns were paid off to lose that game in as many ways as possible. Okay? If you were to bribe a team to lose a game, by making as many mistakes as possible in the most crucial, important times of the game, you could just watch the film of the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers losing. Now, as we said last week, don't forget, the Browns' offense let up more points than the Browns' defense. Yes, you heard that right. The Browns' offense gave up 14 points. The Browns' defense gave up 12. So... The Browns defense is still playing solid, and this is going to be a big match. You're facing Derrick Henry, all right? You're you're facing a very well-coached team that is from the Belichick tree with Mike Vrabel being the head coach. Um, It's going to be interesting, but again, we see the Tennessee Titans as just a middle-class, professional, bleh, football team. Just a, uh, you know, like they're there, they're middle of the pack, they are, they're professional, and they're just, yeah. Average. I don't, I don't know why, not average, but like, you know, middle class. I can't, I, I don't know another way to say it. Now, the Browns are an upper middle class team that has just been laid off and is unemployed, but has the skill set of one of the best in the industry, but has a little bit of an attitude problem and a work ethic problem. And so they've been laid off temporarily. This is the interview. Think of it that way. This game, at home is the interview that will project the success or failure of the Cleveland Browns for the rest of the season. If the Browns do not win this game, the prediction made here of the Browns going to the AFC Championship and losing is over. We will be the last team in not only, we'll probably be the last team in the league, but maybe not that bad, but definitely the AFC North. This is it. This is a momentum builder. You lose Nick Chubb. And you have to show you're going to fight for your brother. And by the way, great news on Nick Chubb. If you haven't heard, we should touch on this really quickly. Is that Nick Chubb actually only tore, I mean, I say only, but he only tore his MCL. Okay, they thought he had a dislocated knee, torn ACL, tore MCL, just disaster. That isn't true. They said the ACL was stretched, but not torn. Not torn. That's unbelievable. It was, and his knee was not dislocated. If you watch that video, you're like, oh, that could be the end of his career. Guess what? They believe, unless something else is found, it's just his MCL that was torn. That's six to eight months of recovery. That means for sure Mr. Chubb is back. Game one next year. That is fantastic news for a fantastic guy. We'll keep you updated on that as well. Now, The person that we must focus on in this game is exactly who you think we must focus on. 
Deshaun, the human hand job, Watson. Okay? He is in a pivotal game of his career. Now, we went back at the Browns cast and researched his statistics, some of his highlights, you know, his bad times in Houston. And there's no question, this guy was fantastic. I mean, fantastic. But he holds onto the ball too long. He takes a lot of sacks. And yes, he fumbles. So if Deshaun Watson has two or more turnovers, they will probably lose this game to the Titans. If he keeps it at zero, if Deshaun Watson has zero turnovers, we win this game. We win. I bet you we win every game. Deshaun Watson has zero turnovers. Okay, but that's just going to be rare and, you know, few between. If he has two turnovers, it's likely we blow the game, you know, by like one score. So let's get into uh, why this is interesting for Deshaun Watson, because this is the game that will be the momentum builder. Now, something interesting that just came out, and if you're watching this on on YouTube, um, I will uh, pull this up on the screen here. But if you're listening, this is really crazy. All right, this is from Mike Florio. All right, very reputable uh, resource for NFL news. Listen to this about Deshaun Watson. All right, this is crazy. A suspension for on-field actions could be very expensive for Deshaun Watson. This came out today, all right? Because remember his face mask? We talked about that at length in the last podcast. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson had a rough night against the Steelers. It could have been worse. And not just because he somehow escaped any penalty, ejection, or fine for shoving an official. Watson's contract, as anyone who has paid any attention to the NFL for the past 18 months knows, was fully guaranteed. The contract, like most guarantees, contains language that allows the teams to void future guarantees. The power to do so becomes, as to Watson, a potential escape hatch for the Browns if his play does not improve. It's not a prediction that it won't. It's just a recognition that he's not where he was with the 2020 Texans as of now. So PFT, Pro Football Talk, has obtained a copy of Watson's contract. Beyond the usual factors that can invalidate future guarantees, retirement, holdout, suspension for PEDs, the contract has language that applies to suspensions arising from on-field infractions. Specifically, the contract generally voids all future guarantees for any suspension imposed by the NFL. If it then applies an exception for two specific types of suspensions imposed for violating on-field playing rules, the guarantees do not void if, quote, player is suspended for not more than one game for violations of the official NFL playing rules or player is suspended for violations of the official NFL playing rules that in club's sole opinion results from non-egregious conduct. So in English, this means that Watson's future guarantees can, yes, can be voided if he is suspended for two or more games for violating the on-field playing rules or if he is suspended for one or more games, one or more games for violating on-field playing rules in a way that the team regards as quote egregious, which is conspicuous or flagrant, according to Merriam-Webster, your favorite dictionary. So if Watson, who has now has a pair of face mask fines and a fine for a violent gesture, pretending to fire a gun during a celebration, that's great. That's great. Our star player who's the highest paid player who should be the elite pro bowl on the team is pretending to fire a gun in a celebration that's just not that's not good okay that's not that's not a good look not a good look especially if you're losing then it looks like it's like a suicide all right we don't joke around about that stuff but that's very bad all right we you don't need to be firing guns during a celebration not needed 
Okay. Fire a bone arrow. You know, it looks cool. I saw a player do it yesterday. Just bone arrow. So violent gesture pretending to fire a gun during celebration on his record. Future violations could result eventually in a suspension. If he keeps grabbing defenders by the face mask, and which he did a few times, throwing them to the ground and shoving officials, suspension is inevitable. Then if the Browns decide to dub the conduct as egregious, the Browns could invalidate those guarantees, brace for the inevitable grievance from the NFL Players Association, and hope for the best. Here's where things could potentially get twisted up and counterintuitive. The NFL might not want the Browns to avoid the future guarantees as punishment for stepping out of ranks and giving him the guarantees in the first place. So this goes more, this goes on, but uh, it is possible that a high bar will apply when it comes to suspending him and potentially giving the Browns a way to avoid having to pay Watson $46 million in 2024, $46 million in 2025, and $46 million in 2026. Regardless, if Watson keeps doing the things he did on Monday night in Pittsburgh, he could eventually have $138 million in future guarantees go away. That is fascinating. I don't know what you think about that, but I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Something to keep your eye on if he doesn't turn it around. And this is the game that you can assess. He's, this is the game you assess Deshaun Watson for who he is and the player that he's going to be. All right. Last year, we write it off. Doesn't count. First two games of the season. Yeah. All right. Prime time. First one back. Like really back. Fine. No big deal. This is at home. Game three. You're in the groove now. This is it. All right. You turn the ball over four times. This is the Deshaun Watson that you have. So you better hope that Deshaun has his stuff together, that he can play a great game today. Very important. So um, what else we got here? So we got the Titans coming off uh, last week of their overtime win against the Los Angeles Chargers, who, in my opinion, are not very good. Um, and uh, well, before we go into that, actually, let's 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 say what's going to happen. So the line we have from Caesars uh, Sportsbook is Cleveland minus three and a half. And the over-under is 38. 38. Pretty low. Pretty low. Depends on the weather. Uh, looks like it might rain uh, if it is 68 degrees and potential showers. Um, if it rains, it will probably be the under. If it does not rain, I'm definitely going to go the over. Now, this minus three and a half is interesting. Because I believe the Browns win by three. Literally a last minute field goal in the last two minutes uh, by Dustin Hopkins. We go up by three. Tennessee gets the ball back to score and the defense ultimately stops them. Or it leads to a very, very far field goal that is missed, like a 60 some yarder. So um, this should be the Browns' day. Very concerning, if not very, very concerning. Um, but the some of the main concerns in all honesty are, you know, some of the injuries that we have to deal with. That's at least something I'm concerned about. Uh, so remember last week, Denzel Ward had a concussion again, that guy gets more concussions than I eat Chipotle. I mean, it is phenomenal. That is unbelievable. How many concussions this guy gets? It's crazy. The thing's just crazy. So, um, Newsom, uh, so Chubb is obviously out, but Greg Newsom, his elbow has been ruled out for Sunday's week three game against the Titans, which is not good. James Hudson, Jack Conklin, obviously out. Um, so I'm a little worried about that. So a uh, little bit of a concern. Now the Titans, um, the Titans are one and one. They won overtime last week against a not very good team. All right. The series record, you know, let's, um. You know, let's share some of this info. So, uh, 
Series record, Browns lead 36-32. The last meeting, the Browns beat the Titans 41-35 on December 6, 2020 in Nashville, Tennessee. Last week, the Titans beat the Chargers 27-24 in overtime. The Browns lost 26-22 to Pittsburgh, and we tried to lose. We were so bad, and we only lost 26-22. Against the spread, the Titans are 2-0. The Browns are 1-1. The Titans' offense overall is ranked 21st. The rush with Derrick Henry, big concern for us, is 11, passes 22, and scoring is 20th. The Titans' defense, like I said, they're just middle, like, you know, lower middle uh, uh, type team. Titans defense overall, 20. Rush, uh, they're tied for third. Uh, pass, uh, 28th, and scoring 11th. Browns offense, this is shocking, by the way. This is crazy. The Browns offense overall is sixth. That's crazy. Because, well, because in rushing, they're number one in the whole league. In passing, they're 26th. In scoring, they're 17. So the weight of the rush is so heavy <laughs> that it distorts the entire overall ranking of the Browns offense. The Browns defense is number two overall. Rush, they're tied for third. Passing, they're tied for second. And scoring, they're second. That is unbelievable. Turnover differential, ready for this? This is the key takeaway. Titans, minus one. Browns, minus four. If your turnover differential is minus four, you're not going to have a very good season. That is very bad. I mean, very bad. Titans player to watch, QB Ryan Tannehill is 35 years old, by the way. The veteran bounced back from the worst passer rating of his career in an opening loss to New Orleans by completing a career-best 83.3% of his passes. He rallied Tennessee from an 11-point deficit to earn the 27th game-winning drive of his career. He had a touchdown and scoring pass in the comeback. And the Browns, Deshaun Watson. Two poor performances have raised concerns about whether he's still rusty from his long layoff or if his off-field issues have shaken his confidence. Watson looks nothing like the 2020 league passing leader, and it's imperative he starts playing better or the Browns could again be headed for some major changes. Key matchup. Browns defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, who was the raw dog of the week of week one, and uh, uh, Tennessee's offense. Schwartz has revived Cleveland's defense, and he's very familiar with the Titans' three-time Pro Bowl running back Derrick Henry after being a senior defense assistant in Tennessee the past two seasons. But So don't forget that. So he was, the, he was a senior defensive assistant, Jim Schwartz, the last two years in Tennessee. So he knows what's going on there. That's very insightful. After being a senior, uh, but Henry now has the help in rookie Ty J Spears for an offense that has averaged 125.5 yards rushing per game. Titans left guard Peter Skrzynski is out a second straight game after uh, a pandemic. Uh, starting safety Imani Hooker will play after clearing the concussion protocol. That's a big start. Cornerback uh, Chris, Kristen Fulton hamstring will also return. DeAndre Hopkins ankle uh, and uh, defensive lineman Denico Autry. Uh, are both questionable. Newsom is out. Amari Cooper uh, and Zadarius Smith missed time this week, but are expected to play. The Titans are 18 and 16 on the road against the Browns. Tennessee routed Cleveland 43-13 in the 2019 opener. T Titans coach Mike Vrabel is 1-1 against Cleveland. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski is 6-0 against the AFC South. And the Browns have posted winning streaks of nine and six games in this series, but the Titans have won five of the past eight including their past two visits to Cleveland. Um, so some interesting stuff to take. So, you know, I don't want to just kind of spout these, all these stats and stuff, uh, but we will say the Titans have an NFL best streak of eight straight games of not allowing an opponent to reach 100 yards rushing. 
They also have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in 18 consecutive games. The Titans held the Chargers to 2-14 and 14 on third downs. That's 14%. Tennessee has seven sacks, which is what I think is the focus point of the team, is that D-line. They have a big, strong defensive line. They're just big. They're strong. They can move the offensive line around, and that is the biggest concern of the Browns, our offensive line, especially left tackle with Jed Wills. Uh, I, I want to see how Dewan Jones plays, but I say the Tennessee Titans, one of their biggest strengths is that D-line. They're just, they're, they're just relentless, and they're just bigger and stronger than an average line. Right? That's why they're so good against the run. They just clog the middle. Um, I will tell you this. if Jerome Ford is the raw dog of the week. That means the Browns dominate the Titans. If our running back, any running back, even Kareem Hunt, is the raw dog of the week, that means the Browns played incredible, extremely well. You want Jerome Ford to be the raw dog of the week. That's all I'm going to say with that. Now, Jim Schwartz, being on the inside of the Titans the past few years is a major advantage. So I'm expecting this Browns defense to dominate again, just like the Bengals, or like we did against the Bengals. This should be a very similar outing. Should be a couple interceptions, uh, probably not a fumble, but at least a couple picks. That should absolutely happen. Missing Newsom is huge, but Schwartz should dominate. Maybe we let up a couple big plays, but we should, for the most part, handle the time of possession well as long as Deshaun Watson becomes somewhat of Deshaun Watson. So um, I just want Deshaun Watson to be like, I don't know, 21 to 35 for 306 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. Like, that'd be great. Everybody could be happy with that. We just need to see a 300-yard game. Uh, we need to see no turnovers. And we need to see some first downs on the, on third downs. We need to see a lot of conversions, okay? And that's what this game is ultimately going to come down to. Uh, the Titans defense, like I said, that is uh, probably the biggest concern. Like, well, yes, we are a top running team, but are we still? I mean, you, Jeffrey Simmons on the line. So they play a base 3-4, just so you know, the, the Titans. So Jeffrey Simmons, uh, number 98, defensive tackle. Uh, in 2019, he was uh, round one, pick 19 from Mississippi State. 6'4", 305 pounds. He has two sacks this year. He's spectacular. So watch out for 98. I predict he gets a sack today. I do. I do. Definitely does. Uh, then you got Tier Tart, um, Danico Autry, which I said is questionable. And if he's questionable, and then Kyle Pico comes in. Um, they have pretty decent linebackers. They're just solid. You know, they're just, they do their job. That's the type of Titans team they are. They do their job. All right. And if it does come down to a kick, Nick Folk hit the game winner last week. So he is clutch. He can do it. He's been around the league for a very long time. Um, if Ryan Tannehill goes down for whatever reason, for whatever reason, Malik Willis will come in. Now that would be crazy. You probably don't even know who he is. He played at Liberty. He was in 2022. He was round three, pick 86. 6'1", 219 pounds, born in 1999, number seven. So that would be interesting if he went down. But like I said, it's going to come down to Watson, and it's going to come down a little bit to the, the rushing game, for sure. We need to be solid. We need to do our job. We need to average four yards of carry, for sure. But if we lose, it's going to be put on Jedrick Wills, Joel Batonio, Ethan Pogic, Wyant Teller, and Dewan Jones. No question. It's going to come down to the offensive line. That's it. 
There's no question. Uh, on the defensive side, I, I do predict Miles Garrick probably gets a sack. Um, I think Dalvin Tomlinson uh, or maybe Shelby Harris, maybe Jordan Elliott gets a sack. Uh, I think the I think the D tackles are going to get a couple sacks. Dalvin Tomlinson probably. Uh, Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, who's playing so well, so well. Juan Thornhill, you can't let those big plays in the middle. That's that's one of my biggest concerns. But Greg Newsom being out is a big loss. So Mike Ford will be, be uh, in, and as well as Martin Emerson Jr. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but the weather is a big component, and not having Chubb with rainy weather is a massive disappointment. There's no question about it. But can we do it? Do you believe we can do it today? So let's uh, let's play the game preview from uh, NFL.com. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns, week three game preview, which we always play here because we share everything we can with you to prepare you for the Browns game. Big game. Here is the preview for today's game against the Tennessee Titans. The Browns are at home this week. Should have known the whites didn't pan out for Walter and the dude didn't pan out for Cleveland last week either. He's got a lot of the jersey with that right hand as they work along the sideline. They'll be talking about that no call in Cleveland, no doubt. Would have thought the jerseys made that kind of thing easier to spot. Now they try and forget all that and focus on Tennessee, who comes in feeling like themselves again. Good snap, good hole. Tick is on his way. The game winner, and it is good! Tennessee qualifies as one of the teams written off after one week of play. And that's because of Ryan Tannehill. Right when you thought he couldn't get any worse, he trades in the van for a 70-mile-per-gallon hog and totally redeems himself. Going long. Going long for his receiver, and he made the catch, Chris Moore! Brown's facing a dude who dropped a rating over 120, over 240 passing yards, over 10 yards per attempt in his most recent game. Tannehill back at the end zone, touchdown! Westbrook Akine! D-Hop chipped in with 40 yards, but another quiet game for him. No mind, Cleveland has to limit Tannehill from striking it big. Traylon Burks went for a 70-yarder. Looking long, looking for Burks. He's got him at the 20-yard line. Chris Moore had a 49-yarder. We knew he was a tough, gritty player with block play special teams. Got deep on that last play. And the Browns did give up a huge TD to George Pickens. Pickens wide open, Pickens. There he goes. Touchdown, Steelers! Overall, though, Cleveland's secondary has held things down in both their games. They locked up Joe Burrow week one, then against Kenny Pickett in week two, low 70s rate, picked him off, held him to a 50% completion rate. Here's a pick the other way, intercepted by Delpit. Tannehill had his big rebound game, even though he spent his usual time sniffing the grass. Five sacks taken, 29 dropbacks. Here he comes, and Tannehill goes down. Browns have Miles Garrett. No sacks for him last week. Zadarius Smith. He left hurt, so track his situation heading into this game. Browns pressured Pickett over 35% of his dropbacks, sacked him twice. You'd expect them to get home to see Tannehill. Pickett in trouble, and down he goes. Both Shelby Harris and Maurice Hurst. Derrick Henry still hasn't had a king-like showing in 2023. Had to grind for his 80 yards, but he did punch one in. Dog pound, don't sleep on Tajay Spears. 49 yards, 6.1 per run in limited action. Tannehill gets it off, gives it to Spears. Spears slips one tackle, and he's inside the 40-yard line. 
Browns defense allowed Najee Harris to get away for a 21-yarder. Otherwise, they were happy with holding Pittsburgh to under three yards per carry. Well, this defensive front for Cleveland, they're, they're just winning at the line of scrimmage. We should be making a natural transition to Cleveland's run game right now. We know what happened. Let's just see one more of those sweet Chubba-Lubba-Hub ankle-breaking runs. Here's Chubb, cuts back, a lot of room. Still rumbling to the 48. Browns hoping Mr. Chubb's replacement, Jerome Ford, can carry the torch. He had over 100 yards after taking over, broke off a Gronk special. Ford over the right side. Nice change of direction. Watson throws a block for him. Jerome Ford down the sideline. But it wasn't just that 69-yarder. He had plenty of nice runs that should put Tennessee on notice. Titans fans are like, yeah, we just faced a team that had to roll with a backup running back. They held L.A. under three yards per carry. Watson, Watson, somebody call Watson. Deshaun Watson, not the raccoon. Browns fans are getting antsy. Low 70s rate, under six yards per attempt. A pick that ended up in the house. The deflection and intercepted by Highsmith. Touchdown! Titans pass defense Watson faces this week was missing cornerback Christian Fulton and safety Imani Hooker last week. They could use them back. They gave up over 300 yards passing, two TDs, and 100-plus rating. This one toward the end zone. Keenan Allen. Touchdown, Chargers! Tennessee should be able to get Watson in the backfield as well. You never know from there. Jeffrey Simmons, the Nico Autry, Harold Landry, all threats, all finished the job once each in week two. Under pressure. He's going down. Jeffrey Simmons. Watson took a beating versus Pittsburgh, hit 11 times, sacked a half dozen. Now Watson is brought down by Ogunjobi. Titans hoping guard Peter Skaronsky can return. He was out last week. Among others, Cleveland needs right tackle Jack Conklin back or for the rookie not to face T.J. Watt again. Hit anything you think is important in the comments section. All right, so I won't be surprised if the Browns lose, to be honest. Uh, it comes down to Watson. I'll just make it very simple. If Watson has a, a turnover, one or more turnovers, we lose. If he doesn't have any turnovers, we win. It's going to come down to Watson and ball control. So that's my prediction, actually. If Watson has a turnover, the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game. If Watson has zero turnovers, the Browns win this game. That's what it comes down to. That's all you need to focus on for this game. This is going to be big, huge. Be focused on that offense. Be focused on Watson's play. Watch the D-line. Watch the interception probably by Emerson and mm, maybe it'll be like a fumble recovered by Garrett, but now probably maybe Delpit again. That would be crazy, Uh, but probably two interceptions. Watch Simmons maybe get a couple sacks for the Titans uh, and all eyes on Ford because if he is Raw Dog of the Week, that means we win. Uh, Even Actually, if Ford is Raw Dog of the Week, that means we won regardless of what happened with Watson. But other than that, if Ford doesn't play out of his mind, Watson's turnover margin will be the difference between a victory and a loss. Point blank. And you know that. Um, and then we'll have to terminate his contract like we just read earlier in the show. So uh, that's it for now. We're going to uh, have a couple shows later, analyze everything, see where we're going to go from here. This is the biggest game of the year thus far. There's no question about it. Uh, this is it, boys. It's Browns or die. It's winner lose, obviously. But it's win or the season's over. That's I'm sticking with that on the Browns cast. There's no question about it. Uh, maybe we can win at the buzzer like yesterday with Ohio State, which was awesome. If you never saw it, if you didn't see that game or those highlights, even if you're not an Ohio State fan, that was a crazy ending. It was a walk-off touchdown. I've never seen that in my life. Hopefully the Browns can have the same. We'll see what happens. This is the Browns cast. I'm your host, Cogs. 
We'll see you later. Bye.